We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right. Thank us for sharing information like uh, Michael Bloomberg, who made $69 million uh, selling financial information. We give it away for free because people in a capitalist society like the one we live in, uh, about two out of 10 people collaborate with us and give us money that we can monetize. And we get insight into what's going on. So who the hell are we? Why the heck should you listen to us? Uh, I made $71,000 college football, over $100,000 pro football last year. I have an MBA, securities licenses, clients net worth $50 million, uh, retiring early. And what I do is I use the business and financial concepts, the same processes, the same methods to wager on football games. 52% uh, 52.5% it's break-even. People will argue about everything. So there's some people that argue about that. But on average, 52.5% is break-even. First year of the NFL podcast, 65%. Year two, 64%. Year three, uh, we got Jason, who is going to be very gracious with his time. He's going to track us. So we have independent tracking. We were 59.7, which I call 60%. 59% uh, is a so-called sharp. But we have other businesses, other things we do. But we monetize the games. And we teach business and financial concepts. So every single Podcast is a business meeting with a specific outcome and a specific purpose. And the outcome has to be repeatable and scalable. We function with financial analysis, a big fight in the finance world between financial and, uh, you know, Fundamental analysis and technical analysis. No one's ever gotten rich using technical analysis, but people have gotten rich using fundamental analysis and taking advantage or exploiting for yourself a market inefficiency. It used to be that a car in Texas used to be 50000 so you would drive to New Hampshire or you'd drive to South Carolina to buy a car because it ended up being cheaper than, than buying it in Massachusetts. That's taking advantage of market inefficiency. So we add all of that to that uh, diversity. It, people get it wrong. So what we're going to do too as well, you get free to argue with us afterwards, but don't listen to us to argue. Listen to understand first. 
We're going to give you information that you don't get anywhere else. I was trained and worked with Don Banks, NFL football writer, his son was on the podcast, Michael Banks. So we're going to give you information that you cannot get anywhere else, even though we're friendly with coaches and players. Uh, you know, Chad, Scott, and I share a philosophy of life of keeping it real, just keeping it honest. Because it makes life simple, right? So when we criticize somebody, is we really mean it, and we're not God, we're not the end-all, be-all. So if there's a different approach, something we miss, we listen, we learn, and we monetize. So, big part of it, and I always learned something to make money is doing the college football previews. And now we're going to finish up with the NFL previews. So in fundamental analysis, one of the main tenets, one of the first things you look at is corporate governance. Elon Musk, right? Everybody wants to bet in Tesla, SpaceX, because of his leadership as a CEO. And not all college coaches are made the same. There is no right or wrong answer. You can win a Super Bowl like Bill Parcells, or you can win a Super Bowl like Tony Dungy. But what we want to do is our research because the highest level of intelligence, one of the higher levels of intelligence, there's different kinds of intelligence. But for regular guys, one of the biggest functions of, in, of intelligence is situational intelligence. Yeah, 80% of the time this happened, maybe you should something happen, but sometimes as a man, you have to take the road less traveled. Or in the case of the Evaldi cops, knock the door down and shoot the active shooter. Which might have been against protocol, might have been against what the commander did, but that was situational intelligence. Sports betting is the same thing. You are competing against other betters, you're competing against the casino. All right, you're competing against probability theory, which we teach here, uh, decision science. How is it that you make a decision in a professional way? My mom was a brilliant businesswoman. I used to ask her, and she said, Josh Freon. So I ended up doing independent study, going to school, and there is a process, mathematical process, to make a decision involving emotion into it, factoring it in. And if you're poor in middle class, you have to make correct decisions without having all the information like Elon Musk says. So Elon Musk says, you get to the truth to determine outcomes. What we can do is collaborate with each other and get to the, as close to the truth as possible to determine outcomes. So there you have your purpose. There you have your, your 
specific outcome, right? Last year, have seventy one thousand dollars college football, over a hundred thousand in NFL. It's a blessing in the richest country in the world. Might not last forever. Uh, we talked about diversity, not just race, gender, disability. It's region, different parts of the country, different ages. Being pragmatic, right? Listening. Don't listen to try to argue with somebody. Listen to understand first. Then maybe you can argue. But first, understand. In a business, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So we got two guys here. We have proven again and again that they're smarter and tougher than I am. And I'm writing their coattails, right? But you go out the door because money is money, business, business. We'll go Scott Cope from the Northeast. Chad and I rode him 76% in NFL playoffs last year. And I love it when he says it. What year was the year you made most money with football, with the insights that we've been sharing and learning throughout the year? The years. First full year I was on this podcast, which was last year. So it's great to be here. NFL is starting. Here we go. So happy to be here. Chad, Chad Nolan is a professional football player. He's in the Arena League. He averages 27 yards of catch. Made a great play. I showed you the videos on my Twitter. He hustled after an interception and caught the turnover. His brother is the starting quarterback for your Oregon State Beavers. We're plotting to get him a Heisman, but I'd rather him be the first round draft pick with a $30 million bonus and a dumb Heisman. Uh, great family, great family of faith. And he listened to the podcast originally to understand not to start arguing with the podcast. And now, right, last year was the most money you made, uh, Benny Football. And you got insight into business as you move ahead in life and you buy a house, you start a business, and you have a methodology to make decisions. Thank you for being with us, Chad Nolan. Yep, man, it's the best time of year. It's time to uh, make some money watching football, so let's get to it. Yeah, Spotify lets you put a song on uh, for the podcast. It didn't come out of other outlets. Uh, the song when you use for football is that uh, Bruce Spring Bruce Springsteen song. Santa Claus is coming to town. Every week, every week we're giving you presents. You can monetize, get yourself out of a problem. Avoid evictions. Work, working at 7-Eleven, listening to games on your phone. Better, use our methodology to bet on games so you have enough money to sit at home, comfort of your own home with uh, the Sunday ticket in the red zone and watching the two local games. All right. So we, what we're going to do with the AFC, we, we're going to give you business and financial concepts. And we're going to look at the corporate governance of the team and how it affects the team. Now, one of the reasons that this makes it the greatest podcast of all times 
is that not only Chad knows the players and the coaches, Chad is being honest and pragmatic with us without insulting anybody. We are making an analysis like CNBC, Bloomberg, or just opinionated people, right? And they always get things wrong. They didn't know that Russia was going to invade the Ukraine. They were shocked. Ugh. We're not shocked here. We told you beforehand what's going to happen on a high level. Remember, 52.5% is break even. In the last three years of the podcast, if you average it together, we're at 63%. 69%, you're a shark and you can make a living in Vegas and buy a house and be happy. We're, we're at a higher percentage than that. The first thing we're going to talk about, uh, Josh Allen worked out with Chad, uh, Ken Dorsey, uh, Dennis Erickson, Chance and I know Dennis Erickson, uh, McDermott, said disciple of Andy Reid. So he runs that same program like Andy Reid. He has a problem with the ownership. Uh, you got Pagula and his uh, wife, who's like 40 years younger than he is, gold digging. And they think they know football. And that's always a problem. They're arguing with the Buffalo City Council last year about Super Bowl tickets. Well, you know what? You didn't make it past the second round. Or you, you ran into a bus stop when you got to Kansas City. Uh, they're thinking Super Bowl. I'm worried about Josh Allen getting in fights at training camp. Does he? Is it the beginning of CTE? Because he didn't have a line in Wyoming. He was getting his head beat, beat in. Uh, you got to show emotional control. He's not at the point that Tom Brady is. And Tom Brady does it different. Instead of trying to punch someone, Tom Brady's like this, huddles them together, and screams and curses them out. So, new offensive coordinator, McDermott, reminds me of stuff in the Bible where some demons came up to some people and the people said, oh, in the name of Paul, in the name of Jesus, the demon said, okay, I know who Paul is, I know who Jesus is, who are you? And McDermott's done pretty good, you know, he got to the playoffs with Tyron Taylor, but can the Chiefs, uh, Bills, take it to the next step in that division? Bad sign last year when they were outcoached by Bill Billichie at home. Mm -hmm. uh, they should have taken a couple of chances instead of falling to his hand and losing 12 to 10 on Monday Night Football. What do you guys think about the Buffalo Bills? Um. The win total is 11 and a half right now. I'm going to lead toward the slight under. I'm going to say they're going to win 11 games. Their uh, out-of-division schedule is, is tough, and that's what you get with the first-place schedule in your division. You get a very tough out-of-division schedule. Playing the NFC North, um, you know, Lions much improved, that division much improved. Um, so I'm going to say Buffalo finishes just barely under with this total. Still going to win the AFC East. Still going to be in the playoffs. Still going to be a two or three seed. Possibly a one seed. Depends on what the AFC West does. But um, I'm going to say slight under. They're very talented on offense. But 
can they step up defensively? And I, I think they can in spots, and I think they're going to have a tough time. Opening night's a big game for them against the Rams at the Rams. Um, they win that game. They could go over the total, but I think they're going to be just slightly under this total. So. And if we're going to chat, I was listening to an old college football coach, Hall of Famer, you know, and they asked him, what makes you a good coach? He says, I can take your guys and beat you with it, with you. And I'll beat you with my guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not as religious as my parents. Pride before the fall. He went into that New England game last year, into that Jacksonville game, said, we're going to play vanilla fundamental football. We're going to beat you. Yeah. You know what? Guess what? what? They lost. Maybe coach, you should have came up with a wrinkle. Two wrinkles that you need a coach to win that game. So is he just a, a yes man, Mormon friend of Andy Reid? Or is he going to learn from his mistakes? And let's do – because all he needed was one play that Jacksonville – and New England game, and he stuck to his philosophy. Remember, real intelligence, situational intelligence. If he would have said, yes, I believe in fundamentals, I believe we have better talent, and we should be just beat them but not make mistakes. Well, you know what, Coach? You have better talent. How about taking a chance to win a game? Situational intelligence. That's what has to be worried about Mr. McDermott. What do you think, Chad, about those Buffalo Bills? Your yeah, guy, I mean, Josh Allen. I like the Bills a lot this year, man. I think um, – I mean, I think that total is pretty a good total. I lean slightly to the over. I think they maybe get to 12. I don't think there's a lot of value really on either side of that one, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just see – I see the Bills controlling this conference very easily. I see them winning probably five of the six games. Um, just – as a whole team, defensively, offensively, you know, they, they, they are a complete team. I, I mean, I, I look at them, you know, like as a, this is a year that they could get over that hump, you know, and get themselves into the Super Bowl. Um, they're that type of talent. You know, Tavon Austin, I've been seeing some practice film from him. Um, he, he, he looks like he's back in full swing. And, uh, you know, I think Tavon could be a really big X factor for that offense, something that could, that could really give them that extra – you know, extra element that uh, is, is hard to uh, to account for at, at times. So, you know, I, I, I like what they I like. I like um, you know, everything I've seen in, in, in this camp so far. And, uh, you know, I think they are they're a team that's peaking, at, you know, at, at the right time. And they, they've been consistent now for the last few years. And I just I think when you look at two way teams, offense and defense, I mean, you got to have I mean, they're in the conversation for one of the best two way teams in the NFL. So. Yeah, I, I think uh, they have the talent. The general manager and uh, coach has done a good job. But for me, it's going to be, can he learn from his mistakes and pick spots to be aggressive and win a game? Because that loss of Jacksonville is very inexcusable. Mm-hmm. And that loss to um, Bill Belichick was inexcusable. I remember Belichick laughing. He's like, hey, you know, they have better talent than us this year. We were hurt, da-da-da. Yeah. We came up with a win. 
And it was it was a blizzard though, like a legit blizzard. Yeah, and, and I will say on that Patriot loss last year, I think after that Patriot loss, I think Buffalo took it to another level. Yeah. And and I I think the key to Buffalo this year is can Devin Singletary run the ball effectively. He is the key player on that team for sure. He needs to he needs to be a, a threat rushing the ball for them. So. Yeah, you know, what's he doing in Florida? Or does he stay up there in Buffalo for the offseason? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing with uh, Singletary, right? Because yeah. uh, the reason he didn't go to a major school was because of criminal criminal activity. You know, like him a lot. I say he used a nice campus right on the water in Boca uh, Raton. All right, so there, there are 11, there's 18 games. So you're looking at 11 and 7. Uh, 12 and 5, 11 and 6, they'll be somewhere in that range. Right. I, I, I want to say it. that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. No, no. So uh, some fr- franchises and businesses do well make money, but they're in disarray. Uh, right now, the Miami Dolphins, from a corporate governance standpoint, is in disarray. They have a coach who's never been a coordinator. Shanahan calls the plays, decides the offense. All McGinnis did was, from the booth, look at the line splits. Trey has some good ideas. It might work out. But uh, the owners in suspension. Uh, Adrian Rob's going to be with us next week. He knows this well. He says that Ross is more focused on the Formula One teams than he is the Dolphins. Uh, Ross is still in control. Last year, the Jets, the, the, uh, the Dolphins were the only team in NFL history not to take a buy coming from London because the owner Ross did not want to pay electricity with no one being in the building. All right. So what does that say about, about, uh, I mean, he's suspended because lack of integrity. He's getting off like Kraft uh, and all these people, Schneider. They're committing crimes that Josh, that Josh, Scott, and Chad would be in jail for. He's a young kid. Uh, I see him making mistakes. One of the biggest mistakes, and Bill Belichick and Nick Satan do this well. But one of the biggest mistakes you can make in your whole entire life is seek validation from another person. He's explaining too many things to the press. He needs to focus on his football team, focus on his game plan. Focus on what he's going to do. And then again, we, you know, we talked about diversity, that it's not race, not gender, disability. It's having an open mind, right? I was at the funeral. My father-in-law was the only white person there. Everybody accepted it. We were all family. We all had a good time. Um, 
McDaniel tried to say he was uh, black. Everybody laughed at him. So his judgment, he might have 100% great football judgment. He just does not have the level of experience that most people have when they're getting four or five million dollars for a job. They've never done before. And it's known that a team uh, makes more money losing than they do winning. They just want to live off the TV money. Uh, the times the games are played are super hot. Uh, they want to be fast on offense. They want to score points. Is the defense going to be winded when they come back? Is this just a joke? Bringing in an offensive guy to throw the ball around, score points, and finish a little bit below 500. That's what it looks like to me. What do you guys think? All right, Chad, I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, so, man, I uh, I got the Dolphins picked to finish second right now in, in this division. I think they're going to edge out the Patriots just, just by a hair, just by a game. Um, but, you know, I, I just – I think, you know, that bringing in an offensive guy here, it, you know, it, it like it, it's either going to go two ways. It's going to go really good for them. They're going to score points. That defense is going to carry over from last year. Um, you know, Tua is going to hit his stride. We're going to see the uh, uh, Alabama Tua, that, that Heisman Trophy winning Tua, um, you know, throwing to guys like Tyreek and Wada, who are, you know, very essence of, you know, the receivers yet Alabama that are just running butt naked down the field. Um, you know, or, you know, they're going to get into some hard times and, you know, uh, you know, first year head coach is going to get exposed. Um, you know, it's a very possible, po you know, possibility. I'm, I'm leaning towards here. The defense carries over from last year. And, you know, I think they're going to be able to put up points this year. I think um, from what I've been seeing in camp, man, two is looking really good. Uh, two is having his best training camp ever. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking for two to turn a page here and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, not be a game manager, not be a check down guy, but really just kind of open it up and, and push the ball down the field this year. Um, you know, and if, if they can successfully do that, uh, you know, I think that they, they should be a playoff team and be able to edge out the Patriots here and, uh, you know, get to nine, 10 wins. So that's, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think, I think two has got a lot to prove this year. I think a lot of people have, have, and then make it a break year for him. Absolutely. And the, and the Dolphins have put have surrounded him with a lot with Tyreek and Waddle drafted. They drafted Waddle. Kasicki is a tight end, is an athletic freak of nature um, in the slot. And then they got the backfield Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert. So they've surrounded Tua with a lot of talent. I've leaned the slight over. They're, they're at eight and a half right now, win total. I'm going to lean the slight over. I think Tua is, is going to come out laser-focused, laser-sharp, wanting to prove the experts wrong, saying that he can't, you know, he can't handle NFL defense, he can't throw the ball deep, he can't do these things. I think he's going to come out. And I would strongly – I would pick the second-half line in the opening game against the Patriots because I think the Patriots are going to wear down in, in game one. They never, play, they never play well in Miami. Never, even when they had Tom Brady, they always seem to go down there and lose or struggle. I think the same thing will happen. I would, I would bet Miami at home second half lines because it the weather is totally different than a Northeast team coming down to Florida and playing a game. So I like the over. I'm with Chad. I'm picking them second in this division to beat yeah, up. I'm picking under. Um, 
possibly getting fired the first year. Now, I was thinking to myself, how uh, Bill Belichick and uh, Pete Carroll are old, and probably a little senile. They got a little bit of dementia. But what gives them an edge against the McDaniels of the world is structure and just details, like a training camp the whole year. Yep. Certain things in the game, right? That you just can't replicate. I know Shanahan's dad. Uh, and this is the other thing, too, that's the why this podcast is off the charts. Because a guy like Shanahan, some guys do it, right? Some guys are cool. But guys like Shanahan, they don't teach their coordinators how to be head coaches. They're out on their own. He's not bestowing the knowledge that his dad gave. And I think the big advantage that Bill Belichick has is structure and discipline and buy-in of his players. That's why he picked a no-name guy from Tennessee Tech, because he's not going to backtalk Belichick. You know? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be people backtanning uh, Daniels because he's a young coach. Right? Uh, McDermott hasn't proven he can um, be other than a Andy Reid Ronnie. And then Robert Slay, so far, again, same situation. Same team, same situation. Pete Carroll and John Lynch did not teach him how to be a decent coordinator. He got exposed last year. And he doesn't have the NBA skills I have to motivate people. To organize stuff. And right now it seems like a disaster was going on over there. Mm-hmm. With Zach Wilson and him just not really God bless him, right? They fail forward like Deep Pedestra. And I've seen people like that in life who suck, who get destroyed, get exposed. The next thing you know, they get a promotion or a better job somewhere else. That's what it seems like Robert Slay. In your New York Jets. Uh, let's see. It's going to be the first time past performance does not mean a future result. But if you haven't done something and there's red flags about your capabilities of doing something, we're going to a recession, right? We got inflation. So what do you do? Highest cost of labor costs. You hire the cheapest people possible. And I guarantee you Ross picked McDaniel because he was the cheapest. He, he took the lowest offer to be the head coach of that job. Same thing with Robert Slay. And again, two shady owners. Uh, Johnson, he shouldn't have an NFL team. He owes money to the IRS. It's funny that the whole division, all the owners should be in jail and should not own the team. Johnson for the Jets owes the IRS money. If I owed the IRS $35 million, I would be in jail. Ross trying to lose games on purpose and other stuff. They just picked a few things 
but he's been doing all kinds of crazy stuff, illegal promotions, uh, tax evasion, and just general cheap ass for years, Ross with Miami. Robert Kraft is a pedophile who should be, uh, you know, sex trafficking, screwing 14-year-old girls in parlors, this is Mar-a-Lago. You know, when Trump is throwing you out of Mar-a-Lago, you got problems. Everything got popped, you pay the cops. And then you got Pagula and his ties to organized crime, how horrible he treats his employees. And now he's getting in the fight with the Buffalo City Council because he wants a free state. Because he's going to take his ball home and go to Toronto. So with that being prefaced, but we do it for corporate governance to bet the second half lines because these are not the type of guys that want to pay for backers. They want the cheapest team they can get. So what do you guys think about these New York Jets? They're over under five. I'm out on them uh, because of because of Sala. I don't I don't think he, he was NFL ready last year. They're going to start the year without Zach Wilson, possibly, as he just had knee surgery. Um, so you're looking at Joe Flacco, could be the week one starter for them. Uh, I'm just out on the Jets right now. Until I see Zach Wilson do something as a quarterback, I just, I can't. I didn't think can't he was good at uh, BYU. Yeah, I just, you can't put your money for them. Five wins. I mean, that five wins should be an easy over with the Jets. I don't know. I, I I just there's something there that's missing that I I just can't put my finger on. But but I'm out on them. Yeah, I'm, he's supposed to be a flag waver, rah yeah. rah rah guy like the guy at uh, Detroit. But he does get his team up, man. The guy at Detroit does get his team up. Dan Campbell does the a great job. No effort. Yeah, in, in a lot of games last year. Yeah, because so, I'll give you the one example. He didn't people. He didn't motivate anybody. They played Tampa. They're up in the fourth quarter by two or three touchdowns, and they blew the game. They blew, Brady just went up and down the field the whole fourth quarter. And and after the Antonio Brown stuff, he just went up and down. Uh, if yeah. I if I had to pick anything, Chad, I'd pick Chad, the under if you're five. Up three touchdowns. It's coaching and effort, right? Yeah, I'm picking the under five. Will the team game out with that effort since you have such a competitive advantage late in the game? Yeah. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, I, I, I'm with Scott, too, on this. I just the, – this is a team – it's just tough to back. It's tough to put your money behind them. I mean, I I'm I need double digits, you know, before I'm looking, taking the Jets, on, I mean, on anything this year. I'm, I'm looking for them in their double-digit spots, you know, their home-to-home dog in the division. Um, you know, there, there's going to be some spots, I think, that they – you know, they'll be able to cover some spreads this year. But, yeah, I mean, they – I. I could see them being a little bit better than last year, but I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I think it's going to be a very similar outcome. I don't see too much variability, um, you know, or too, too much, uh, you know, m- m- increase from last year. I think it's going to be pretty similar with Zach Wilson not being there and Joe Flacco. I mean, golly. I mean, if Salak can get the defense going, I, I mean, I, I could see them be, you know, be, be, playing to some unders here um you know because i I just offensively i think with flacco they're going to be 
methodical, heavy run, uh, you know, type of style. So, I mean, maybe, maybe we look to the I under. I should be playing here the bad neck like the, what Manny retired from. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe, maybe the unders in Jets games might be something to look at. Um, but, I mean, as far as a back in the Jets, yeah, I mean, it's – I'm not. I'm not looking to do that this year. They they they've got to prove. They've got to show some stuff consecutively, you know, in, in a in, in a span of the season before I start, you know, taking a hard look at them to, to put my money on them. In a season could go south fast. Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, at Denver, New England, and Buffalo. You you looking you're looking in those first seven games one and six that easily. Uh-huh. Easily, and that, and that's out. I'm out because then, what do they do? They're gonna qu- they might quit on the coach. Yeah, and they're gonna no. fold. Cheap ownership. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. they're going under five wins. If I if I had to put my money if I yeah. had to pick, pick pick a side, it's I mean, can't you can't bet on the over here. It's just yeah, they could win th- three two or three games this year, and I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and what a great coach does. Remember, uh only got in shootouts when McDaniels and Brady told him, hey, coach, this is the only way we can win. So, like, week second against Stefanovsky in Cleveland, he's going to have to make that decision with Dawson Cornish. Let's just get in the shootout. No, a defensive guy, rah, rah. Let's get in the shootout and win. Great coaches know how to do that. Remember, your Shrek knows, you know, your Tom Landry, who are defensive conservative guys, but just you got to win shootouts every once in a while. Yeah. Oh. So the Jets are a disaster. However, the pick that I was most proud of last year is when we picked Mike White. And Mike White should be starting over Flacco. You know, yeah. again, red flag. You know, yeah. the kid won a game in the NFL. He looked sharp. He's smart. He gives the, the team hope. And you can run a little bit. You get out of pocket. So he goes with a conservative route. And that's what happens when you got a guy that doesn't know what he's doing, right? It takes a safe route all the time. So those are the New York Jets. Let's go to the Western Division in your Denver Broncos. Nepotism Central, right? Nathaniel Hackett, dad's a coach. All the assistants, their dads were coaches. Russell Wilson in there. I like Russell Wilson running around in home games, tiring people in the altitude. Uh, Vic Fangio built the defense. John Elway is a Super Bowl winning quarterback and a Super Bowl winning general manager. at least for this year, it doesn't seem like that the new ownership, $4.5 billion, is going to meddle with the team. So I see them having a solid year. And then this is the first time I've heard Andy Reid say, uh, we want to be really competitive. Usually he says, hey, we want to go to the Super Bowl. We want to challenge for the Super Bowl. We want to challenge for championships. So maybe this is, you know, one out of a two-year cycle for uh, Coach Reed in uh, Denver with a young coach. 
Uh, his dad has experience. I'm sure he'll be around. Gruden guy, through and through. Gruden will probably be on, on a call once a week. Uh, Denver has a shot this year. Yeah. What do you guys think? This is what Russell Wilson wanted. He wanted to be able to throw the ball and run the offense the way he wanted to. He has it this year. They've, put, they've built everything around Russell Wilson. He has two really good wide receivers as he did in Seattle. His, the running game is as good as he's ever had in his career. I think Denver can win this division. They're at 10, right, 10 wins right now. I think they're going over. I, I think they're going to win 11 or 12 games this year. And I think they have a good chance at winning the division and getting in the playoffs and making some noise in the playoffs. So I like them. They've made some nice moves on the defensive uh, side of the ball in free agency and bringing Russell Wilson in was, was really key for them. They have a quarterback now. Now they can attack down the field. They can run the ball really well with Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon in the backfield. This is a really good Denver team. This team could make some noise to get to the AFC championship game this year. So I like Denver going over 10 wins. And he's he has he's the epitome. He gets an A plus for body language, confidence. Yep. The man has won a Super Bowl. Yep. Russell Wilson. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm I'm with Scott. I like him over the 10 wins. I mean, they were just missing the quarterback. I mean, last year that defense was awesome, man. I mean, I just playing unders with the Broncos and and the team that they're playing against is team totals unders. I mean, they, they were very good defense last year. They ran the ball very well. Um, well, that back last year was a rookie, right? He's coming into year two. Yes. He's a rookie out of North Carolina. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what was it? What's his name? Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Yeah, man. He, uh, Javante Williams, man. He was a stud last year. I loved watching him run the ball. I think he's going to have great, great increase coming into year two. Um, and yeah, I mean, with with I mean, this this debatably is the best receivers that Russell Wilson's had in his whole career to throw the ball to. Um, you know, you could easily make an argument for that. Yeah. And uh, you know, with that, go that run, paint, man, you work out with him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's I just I I I, yeah, I think this team, I think this is my favorite right now to win this division. Um, they're they're the team I I'm picking to win it. And yeah, I mean, I, I I like this team to make a run to the AFC Championship, and I mean, I would not be surprised to see them in the Super Bowl. They they play in that mile high elevation advantage, um, you know. I think that that and that's that's going to help them. And I just think the style of football they played last year complements Russell Wilson very well. Um, and I think with all, just with all those weapons, he is a he is the perfect guy for the for this spot. And I I, I think the Broncos. This is the best division in uh, football, in my opinion. And I think the Broncos win it. It's funny because he's with Seattle. I really felt Denver probably would have won the division last year if they would have taken the handcuffs off of them. And just clear, like, college football situations. You're at your uh, – the other team's 43-yard line. You're supposed to be a, a tough, hard-nosed coach. And they're stacking the line. Let your veteran quarterback make a play to win the game. Yep. I agree. So now, Nathaniel Hackett, that's what he's all about, offensive guy. 
and he knows how to protect the defense. Now, uh, a wrinkle that I know from being in training camp back in the day when Nathaniel Hackett was with Gruden, they have an offensive line scheme to create passing lanes for a guy like Wilson to be short. Gruden was a short quarterback. Remember, he had Jeff Garcia back in the day, short quarterback. Uh, that's what we're going to see with Denver. And if the plays break down, he's going to run, and that altitude is going to be a problem. All right, so our next team is those Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. Uh, last year, they went back to their, you know, their ways of putting the kitchen sink in division games, home games, and having nothing left in the playoffs. Uh, they win a thriller against uh, an equally as timid protege of his, McDermott. And then, with lesser talent, with lesser depth, because, you know, cheap teams don't have depth, right? That's why I was skeptical of them. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals gave up the most sacks in NFL history. But somehow, man, no excuses. The Cincinnati coach figured out a way uh, to win games. And basically, it was an injury stop waiting for other people to make mistakes, which Andrew Reid did, not going for a field goal, trying to go for a touchdown at the end of the first half. And halftime adjustments with lights out. Cincinnati lights out, beat yeah. Spagnuolo, who's won a couple of Super Bowls, and beat Andy Reid. Maybe they're getting old, cognitive decline with halftime adjustments. Uh, what Andy Reid said was very telling to me. But they still have a lot of talent. And again, like I talked about Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. They're so old, they have a really good structural. Sometimes they win games just on their process and the structure of their organizations. So, hey, and this is one of those anything can happen things with Kansas City. What do you think, Scott, in the chat? So I just looked at their schedule as you were talking. They do not have an easy game until November. Their front of their schedule is difficult. They have Tampa Bay. They, they go to Arizona opening week. They have the Chargers, Colts, Raiders. They have a gauntlet early season schedule. Their win total is 10 and a half. I don't think they get into 10. Ten and a half. I'm really down on them. I think Tyreek Hill trade and these receivers who have been banged up all preseason long, I think are going to spell trouble for them. And they lost, you know, Tyron Matthew on the defensive end. They lost some defensive pieces that I think is going to hurt them. And Andy Reid's comments of they want to be competitive tells me that he does not have 100% confidence that this team can do what they've done in the past. So I'm going to go on to the 10 and a half. I don't think Kansas City is going to get there. I think they're going to be a 9 and 18, 10 and 17, somewhere in there. The West is really good this year. So there's no gimmies in the West. Yep. The whole schedule is very brutal for them. And they don't play – Tennessee, November 6th, is probably 
their first sort of easy game. Then they have Jacksonville. So you're looking at those two games. So they, they could be four and four in the first eight games, not out of the wrong possibility. So I think they're going to be under this year. I, I think this Tyreek Hill trade and these departures are going to catch up with them finally. So that's where, that's where I am with Kansas City. Chad knows more about this than I am. Tyreek Hill getting his judgment, right? He was in a game with Tampa Bay. He had seven receptions. He starts running all over the field in 100 degree heat, 100 degree the humidity. No, man, go back to the sideline and drink some water. Spend your energy. Yeah, no catches in the second half. Uh, I think the only shot that Andy Reid has, in my opinion, is the Orson Welles approach. Remember, in the movie Citizen Kane, Rosebud, right? They say that when you get older, you default to what you were when you're youth. And I think Belichick's doing the same way. I think Andy Reid, everybody's running the air right now at 80%. Andy Reid is going to bring a fullback out there, some tight ends. Like you said, be in these close games and, and, and go back to the old Andy Reid. And then uh, the quarterback, Mahomes, has healed, right? So he's going to tell him, like, I mean, yeah, put your running shoes on. Plus one, we're going to wait for other teams to beat themselves. Right? That sounds like 10 7. So they'll sneak in the playoffs and, and they can do something uh, based on how other teams play them and if other teams are going to be physical enough with them because they did spend uh, over $100 million on offensive linemen who can run block. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, put it past them that he starts coming out there with a couple tight ends, a fullback, and to try to run down people's throats while people are preparing for the array. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, you know, it's Chiefs have been a dynasty for, for the last, you know, four years. They've, they've been so good. Last year, we kind of saw the decline of a dynasty. You know, I think, I think we see a little bit more decline this year. You know, I think they'll be very competitive. They're going to be in a lot of close games that can go either way. You know, they, they could – you know, if they do get to, you know, they could be at eight wins or 12 wins. There's going to be four games that are just going to, that are going to come down to the wire. Um, right. you know, they're playing in the toughest division. I, I, I think them and the Raiders are going to be in a dog fight for that second spot in the West AFC West here. Yep. And I think both teams are wild cards here. I like the Raiders and, um, you know, I think this is going to be a three team division. I mean, I, I mean, the Chargers might sneak around and be around 500 and, and be close to getting, uh, you know, they might be competing with the Patriots and the Dolphins and teams like that for that last wild card spot. So um, I, I do have the Chargers go finishing last, but I, I think right here, I, the Raiders and the Chiefs are going to be a toss up for the second spot. Um, a lot of close games. Definitely. There's going to be some adjustments here um, offensively, you know, without Tyreek and, uh, I mean, like everything Josh is saying, it's going to be very interesting to see how Andy Reid and what that offense, how their style is going to be different this year. They're going to have to have a different approach than they've had the last, you know, four years. Um, and it's still got Travis Kelsey. They still got some big weapons there. So, I mean, I, I, I was still, you know, Mahomes is still an elite accurate um, passer of the football. So, I mean, I, I still think they're going to hit their shots down the field. Um but, yeah, I definitely think they're going to be a lot more planned out and there's going to be a lot more rhyme and reason to what they do. I don't think it's going to be the Mahomes 
shotgun drop back and go run around back there and scramble drill, find someone open. I don't think we see that as much of that this year as we've seen in the past four years. So that's all I got. Yeah, I don't think Kansas City is going to be the 30-point-per-game team that they have been in the past, recent past. No. I, I think they, they're going to be in the low 20s. So. No, they, they don't want to get in shootouts, yeah. Uh, Spain Nolan's been there for a while, so Spain Nolan will speak up in meetings. Hey, my defense needs some rest. Uh, so it, it is going to be interesting, right? It's going to be interesting uh, organization, right? I think Denver will have a solid organization because John Elway has won a Super Bowl as a GM, as an executive. Now, the Raiders are in a very dysfunctional situation. Uh, again, the whole story hasn't come out. But, again, the three executives on the Raiders would fight again for sure I'd be in jail because of my securities licenses. They lied to the IRS. They committed fraud. They embezzled from the Raiders. So they got a new president in there. Uh, Gruden's shadow is still looming large. Uh, McDaniels is making the same mistake as the other McDaniels in San Francisco, which is caring what anybody says, right? He's screaming at people, getting mad. I'm not Bill Belichick. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I wouldn't even answer that question. I'd just be focused on what I'm doing. Um, I think what's going to help in the, is that he, his dad is friends with Gruden's dad. And there's similarities in the structure and philosophy of what they want to do. The problem is that Derek Carr is a great Christian man. He's a good man. I like him. But he's as dumb as a box of rocks. He gets in trouble trying to read defenses. And he's always good for one or two turnovers. So I'm making bold prediction. You're going to see Chad Nolan's guy, Jason Statham, out there because he knows the offense, smart guy, and he will not hand the ball over to the other team like Carr does that will eventually piss off McDaniels. What do you think, Chad? We'll go Chad and then uh, – Scott. Yeah, um, that's a very interesting take. I didn't so so Stidham went went with McDaniels to, to Vegas, huh? Yeah, he's uh he's gotten the most reps, he has more command of the offense than uh Fresno State graduate Derek Carr. Fresno yeah, you State's know a great school, but they're not known for academics. All you need is a 2.0 to go to Fresno State. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the Raiders here were, you know, they were a team last year that I felt like kind of should have been a playoff team, and they, they underperformed. Um, they played in a lot of close games. They just kind of couldn't, couldn't pull it out, kind of couldn't, couldn't get over the hump in a lot of games. Um, yeah, you know, I, Gruden I, went home and took his plays, man. Yeah. That one play McDermott had. You know, Gruden they, had they, that play. They fought a lot, of, a lot of adversity, you know, with, uh, with, with the, the Gruden incident, with the, uh, the Henry Ruggs incident. Um, you know, so I, I think that kind of, you know, definitely took a toll on where, what they could have been. Um, you know, Devontae Adams is the, you know, 
the the bet, you know, arguably the best receiver in, in the NFL. He, I mean, he's in his thirties. Yeah. So Devontae I think Adams and Tyreek Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's good. I mean, with perf- I mean, in the performance world now, I mean, you guys, you can you can keep your peak performance till about 34, 35. Um, you know, so I I I mean I would still Devontae's got three or four solid years left in him, um, in my opinion. And uh yeah, I think I mean adding a guy like that to your offense can I mean, I mean like uh you know Scott was saying in, in, in pre-show a little bit, I I expect uh Devontae Adams to get force fed here early on. Uh he's a guy that you can do that with. If he's got one-on-one matchups, you can tell him all day we're going out there. He's he's a guy that will win rep after rep. So um, this is where you know, gonna, I mean, the problem is going to lie because, you know, guys like Terry Hill, Devontae Adams, older guys, they're good with 80% of the teams using every concept where you independently read the defense and look for the ball with the quarterback. Derek Carr has, heart, has trouble reading defenses. So I see an argument happening versus a Jason Statham who's, who's solid He's a good communication guy, and it's going to be more communication of, yeah, this is what we saw reading, right? With uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers knows how to read defense, right? <laughs> like Manning and Roethlisberger, Rodgers is in that boat of reading defense as well and communicating with his receivers. That's where Carr has a problem, and God bless him. Not his fault, right? God just didn't give him with the, the that that level of intelligence of being able to read defenses consistently well. And really, I think now I'm not the psychologist my wife is, but I think that causes the anxiety for the turnovers. And then again, right, the definition of a, a fool is somebody who does the same thing twice, three times. Derek Carr has turned the ball over, giving the other team the ball, diving for the pylon in the end zone. Gruden told him not to do it, and then he did it again. So there's a problem there, right? Yeah. Meaning that he, 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 and I don't blame people, right? Stage fright. When you hear a siren, you go into the, the amygdala part of your brain, not the logical part of your brain. And his anxiety reading defenses, I think, puts him in that amazing little range. He's hearing too many sirens. Yeah. And, I mean, this team's only going to go as far as Derek Carr can take them. And, and like you're saying, with the, you know, the stress and the anxiety, I mean, having a guy like Stidham sitting right behind you who, who came with the coach, who's been with the coach for the last few years, um, I mean, that's definitely got to be in the back of his mind. I mean, to know, man, like, Scott, hey, man, Scott, you're up there. You know, you you see McDaniel's with so, McDaniel's hesitate. Yeah, uh, I I to, think a lot of I I think he's going to be a better coach because a lot of what happened in Denver, he's going to um, he's going to learn from, and I think even though we talk about Belichick so much, I think McDaniel's did learn some things from Belichick that he can take to Vegas with them. But I, the one thing I will say is this: is that. Vegas has to make this work with Kyron Adams. There's been so much talk, so much rhetoric. 
They have to make this work. That's why the eight and a half total win total with them is too low. They're going to go over that because I simply believe that with McDaniel's offensive prowess as a coach and with all this Devontae Adams and Derek Carr talk, they have to get this right and early in the season. So I think they're going to win enough games early in the season to propel them into the playoffs and to be that second team in the West. I think they'll beat the Chiefs out by a game for that second spot in the West. But I, I do think that Devontae Adams has a big-time chip on his shoulder saying, Aaron Rodgers didn't make me. I'm going to show everybody that he didn't make me. Derek Carr and me, who play with teammates in college, we're cool together. We're going to be really good together. And he's going to do whatever it takes to make Derek Carr a better quarterback. So that's that's my opinion on it. And I think McDaniels will benefit from that, plus his offensive uh, prowess, his offensive brain will help the Raiders on offense become a much, much better streamlined offense for them. So I like the Raiders over eight and a half this year. I think they're going to win nine or 10 games this year. So, right. Yeah. Before I make my point, we're static. We got a jolt energy, right? Formula One. Better Adrian, late than never. The highest uh, rising sports right now. Right in the middle of it. But more important, he made us, me, I bet $1,000 a game. He made me around $78,000 on Detroit Lion Games last year. Agent Rob, thank you for joining us. You're going to be back next week for the NFC in Detroit. But you're here Absolutely. with us in the AFC. Absolutely. I got, a lot, I got a lot to say about Detroit next week, too, because I've been up to date on all of that. Oh, yeah, we'll be ready, man. I've been doing my, my uh, Detroit studying. Uh, Did you guys cover the Colts yet? Not yet. Not yet. All right, good. Uh, I like your assessment, Scott, about the uh, about the Raiders, though. I agree with you on thank that. Thank you. Thank you. The only thing on. the Raiders are going to have problems with is because of the tax evasion and bringing in auditors and all the money going out that they owed. And then uh, Belichick has been making fun of uh, what he calls the Taj Mahal. They spend way too much money on that practice facility, meaning that late in the season, uh, practice squad might not have all the players. Like there's a lot of teams last year, Jacksonville, some other cheap teams who did not have the adequate amount of practice squad players. And shelling out money they don't have, going to the bar, bank like Trump and borrowing money for a backup linebacker in a season. I think that's where they're in trouble versus the Heinz family, who's a dynasty, multi-billion dollar dynasty, that has no problem paying for a backup linebacker and coaching best match with Andy Reid versus McDaniel. I Josh, I just think the eight and a half win total is just too low. It's yeah. just too low. I think the Raiders are going to win nine games this year. They only have to finish nine and eight. They only have to do what they did last year. I get Derek Carr is is not the greatest smart wise. He's not on the top five smart wise, but I do think he he'll know enough to get the ball to Devontae when it needs to go there. And and I, I think that's that's the difference between them finishing under the win total. And over the win total. And I think McDaniels is going to help him too. I think McDaniels will help him immensely 
get get his brain into where it needs to be. So. The first game at Miami is going to be a big game. Yeah, yeah, right. no question. You know, Miami is such a disaster. Did you guys cover Miami yet? Yeah, we, we, we've done the AFC East and all. What was your What was your thoughts on? I I I I am just so not sold on on them. But tell me, right. tell me, right? Tell he's me. Never been a He's never been allowed to call plays. Never been a coordinator. Shanahan was his own coordinator. All he did was stand in the booth and look for line splits. And he's making a lot of just young person mistakes, right? Like one of the worst mistakes you can make in life is ask somebody else for validation. He's arguing too much with the press. Focus on your football team. Nobody cares about the press, you know? Right. But but in that division. He's not black. You're light-skinned, whatever. Don't even talk about it. You're not a politician. You're a football coach. In that division, there'll be be better than the Patriots. Johnson should be in jail from hundreds of stuff. Yeah, a lot of illegal activity he's doing, and uh, you know, intentionally tanking that we know he did. And and believe me, you could put a gun to my head and say, Josh, if you're wrong, you're dead. If you're right, you get to live. He's doing the same accounting tricks with uh, revenue from road teams that Schneider's doing. Watch. Because he's known for it in other businesses. Uh, Miami Dolphins is the only team in NFL history to decline a bye week coming out from London because he did not want to pay the electricity bill for an empty building. He's not going to get any backups late in the season or have a full complement of practice squad. That's why uh, the coach assistant, Andy, did a great job. Because he was in that situation, and he pulled off what he did with the with the offensive line that gave up the most sacks of any other offensive line in NFL history. So they they have they they have surrounded him with with really good talent with Tyreek and Waddle and Gasicki and Chase Edmonds in the backfield. They have surrounded him with that. So that's why I lean to the to them winning. Just barely over eight and a half games. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I, I think Tua will do, and the Dolphins will do just enough to win more than eight and a half games. And their defense played really good last year in a lot of stretches. So I'm thinking that that's going to happen again this year. And as Chad is too, I think so. Right. But Flores was a great coach for them because yes, he tried he to cut the game in half. And when you got a helmet on and pads and it's 100 degrees. 100 degree humidity. I just went out jogging in my mother in law's yard. That was hyperventilating. I almost felt like I was going to die. So, him trying to score quickly, getting shootouts, those offensive linemen are going to wear down and they're too cheap to buy enough depth for that. So, I see a lot of red flags in Miami. Josh, you sure that was all the weather? Nothing to do with you being out of shape? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I know it's hot as it was, shit. It was man. a little bit of both. It was a little bit of both hyperventilating. <laughs> However, man, you were you breathing out of the paper bag. See that you run a four-four. I'm getting in shape. I I want to go to the high school. We go to Dubuque High, and you and I do a hundred-yard sprint. 
<laughs> All right. He was going to win. <laughs> if you know bench pressing, it's lights out. But oh, running, against, running, running might have a shot. It's you against Jesse in the bench pressing contest, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got. I can put up 15 reps, boys. Yeah, we're going to 20. I got 15 in me. You got 20 in me? Uh, not right now. I can, right. I, we're going for like 20 next week, Jesse and I. Three months. I could get, give you 20 in like three months. You're a wide receiver. You need a quickness. We don't want to mess that up. Yeah. Before you get, before you get into the NFL. All right, so that's the West. So now we're going to what uh, Chris Berman used to call the Norris Division. And we'll start with the Harbaugh family, the Harbaugh brothers, making $19 million between them coaching football. Uh, they haven't changed, right? 95% of people aren't capable of change unless they have to. They've both been in Super Bowls. Uh, Harbaugh's going back to hard nose, trying to get depth on defense. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a thrower, not a passer. He's still proven he can't win a playoff game reading defenses. That's all McDermott did. It's way back for him to make a mistake. He did. Uh, I see the same old, same old with the Ravens. Uh, they're going to be, what, 10-7, 9-8. Uh, they're going to be right there. He was a special teams coach because he had all the players in front of you. And the Harfog family thought that was the best avenue for him to be a head coach. Spent 10 years with Andy Reid, just waiting for others to make mistakes. That's all he does. And Jason Tucker, right? Jason Tucker, MVP. He could feel go to win the game. Uh, that's what I see out of them. But I think in life, you evolve. Things change. And he's susceptible since 80% of the teams in the NFL run every contest that if he has to get into a shootout, I think he's in trouble. And he's getting his defense back out there and getting tired. So uh, that that's the Ravens. They haven't changed much since his dad used to coach for Bob Schimacher and then at Western Kentucky. Now with the Ravens, a solid guy. He'll make the playoffs. He'll get lucky in the Super Bowl, but the only Super Bowl he won was against his brother, doing the same thing with Kaepernick as the quarterback, another thrower who can't pass. But if you make three first downs with your legs, you win 70% of the time and play uh, field position. So we'll go Adrian Rob first. What do you think, Adrian Rob? Come back to me. I want to read their schedule real quick. Chad, right. Chad, Chad's on the short leash, so I think Chad. Yeah, Chad's on the short leash. Go ahead, Chad. Man, so, man, I'm, I, I'm, I'm picking the Ravens to edge out the Bengals and and win this, uh, win this division here. Um, Lamar, they've notoriously been good in the regular season and 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 couldn't can't pull out, you know, big playoff games when it counts. You know, I'm expecting them to be very good in the regular season again. Um, you know, Lamar adds a wrinkle that is just, 
I mean, he 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 does he does well with the short passes. He does well with the intermediate stuff. He gets the ball out. He has a quick enough release. Um, you know, he he can make some of the throws. Where the biggest improvement needs to be made is is those deep intermediate throws, those seams, the eighteen to twenty five yard throws, where he's really got to put that velocity on it and beat the backer, beat the safety. Um, he does throw with one of the lower velocities in the NFL. Where like you know Patrick Mahomes, I believe, is about the top at sixty two miles per hour. Um, you know when Lamar was tested coming out, he was only about a 49, 50 mile an hour velocity guy, low velocity thrower. Um, so I mean. Until he can put more velocity on the ball, I don't think he's going to have the success in the intermediate routes, and that's going to be the biggest thing to get them over the hump. Um, but I mean, their their running game. We know the Ravens. The, I mean, they're going to move the ball. He's gonna he's gonna get loose. He's gonna get his plays. He's that guy. You know, it's like Kobe. You know, Kobe's coming. He's going to get his. Lamar's going to get his. He's the best athlete, pound for pound. You know, in the NFL. Um, I mean, his agility, his quickness is 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 bar none. So. Um, I mean, what is their win total at, Scott? Nine and a half. Yeah, see, I, I would, I, I think this is a real, I like this one to the over here. Yeah. I think the, they yeah. easily win 10, 11. You know, they win 12 or 13 wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, I think they'll, they'll, they'll get to 10 wins. I, I, I think <coughs> they got great corporate governance in Harbaugh, um, you know, great special teams, great defense. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're, it's going to keep them in every game. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with the Ravens. Something Harbaugh should help him with the McDaniels, the McDaniels guys that the, uh, the Miami and uh, Oakland are making, right? You cannot care what people think. So when Lamar Jackson says, Oh, I want to prove to people that I'm a passer, not thrower, be like, Lamar, you don't have to prove anything to anybody, right? You, you got more money than God, you won the Heisman Trophy. Keep it private with your quarterback coach and improve on that. But don't come out, oh, you know, me against the world. I have to approve. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You don't owe anybody anything, Lamar. Just go out there, do your thing. Because, again, it gets to what I say about Derek Carr. You're in a game and you hear the ambulance. You get into your amygdala, reptilian part of your brain. Trying to prove to people you're a pastor instead of a thrower. Screw all that. You know, in finance, the less variables you have, the better off you are. You don't have that variable in front or back of your brain. Lamar Jackson, you don't owe anything to anybody. What do you think, Adrian Rob? Just taking a look at this one, I. Look at their schedule. I mean, uh, and, and I saw them pretty good last year. Their game against was, was a great game against the Lions last year. I, you know, they're going to be this schedule. They, I mean, I think that the AFC, it's amazing how all of a sudden with all the stuff that's happened this year with, with Cleveland hand grenading, just completely melting down with all the, the this, this Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson debacle. Yeah. And and Pittsburgh, Ben retiring, and now and they don't have a quarterback. They have a, just a mess going on over there. That's going to be a quarterback debate all year. Uh, I, I think this changes the whole schedule around and makes it much easier for Baltimore, and it makes it a lot easier for Cincinnati. And I see both of them, both of them going anywhere between nine and eleven wins, and no problem. It's a very weak schedule, 
and they're in Baltimore. And I think, I think Chad's right. I think they nick them because I think their schedule is just a little bit easier than Cincinnati's. Well, well it's the, the obsession, right? Even though the Harbaugh's Catholics, uh, they ignore their children. And he's sitting there all summer studying the Cincinnati Bengals, everything, sending a private detective to the coach's house. <laughs> They're going to know everything they, they, they need to know about Cincinnati, right? And it's going to be wrench tour, uh, similar to the way Harbaugh beat uh, Brian Day last year with Ohio State. Uh, so they'll have an edge there. Uh, and still, I mean, it's a stubbornness going on 50 years. The Detroit game, other other games that uh, Harbaugh had where he said, okay, uh, we might have better talent, but we're just going to be fundamentally sound football and not make mistakes and win instead of trying to win. Uh, that's going to be their Achilles heel against uh, your lesser opponents, which we love. Right, because we cash in uh, betting the dog in that situation. Right, Harbaugh uh, likes to cut the game in half, play in a phone booth. So for him, a seven-point lead is like a twenty-point lead. So you get plus fourteen and a half, plus fifteen, like we did in Detroit. We cover the spread. I mean, we felt bad for Adrian Rob when he hit what was the sixty-yard field goal, whatever he hit. Six, one second six, left. 66, 66 record for Rory King. Yep. <laughs> only, only the Lions. Off the upright. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. A 66-yard doinker. Unbelievable. <laughs> See. All right, so th- those are your Baltimore Ravens. And they never, since the, the real Lewis days, where Harbor wasn't even around, they never get anybody spectacular. It's all about team, and it's all about Harbaugh. So Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Chad worked out with Mason Reedon. I know he just has a few minutes left. He's worked out with Jamar Chase. He's worked out with Joe Burrow. Uh, I think last year of Smoke and Mirrors, better be lucky than good, having an offensive line that gave up the most sacks in NFL history be able to mitigate that, that was a phenomenal coaching job. I don't know how many times he can do that. I know Marvin Lewis did it. The other problem is, that actually, I went through it with this week with an owner who's, you know, doing well off, but we said, okay, let's look at your job description. Sometimes he'll go in, he's an advanced degree, he's wealthy chemist. He'll go into the factory and start doing an $11 an hour job for, for two hours. I said, you're going to have to put that in your job description because that's what you do. Zach Taylor as head coach of Cincinnati. is also the head of scouting. He, he has 15 different jobs he has to do at the same time. And eventually that wears you down. Barbara Lewis did a great job, right? He was there a long time, went to, to the playoffs, never won a game in the playoffs. But Modern times, uh, I think this is going to be a very different year for Cincinnati. And since they're cheap, they like to draft folks with uh, criminal backgrounds, mental health issues. 
they have a way to keep those locker rooms together like Tomlin does. But again, it's a recipe for disaster. It is a recipe for not being as consistent as they were the year before. But Joe Burrow's money, he went in high school, uh, he went in college, he persevered after he was, uh, Urban Meyer committed fraud on him. He said he had a chance at a starting job, but Urban Meyer has always started a runner and not a drop back basket. So, what are your thoughts, Chad? You know these people, the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing a little bit of a Super Bowl slump um, coming from them this year. They definitely overachieved. Um, you know, it is. Uh, I mean, if you just look at them across the board, I mean, like, I mean, like defensively, they, they're good. I mean, secondary, you know, their corners very average guy. I mean, I just, I, I just can't see. Um, you know, the cards have to all fall the right ways. I think they finished second to the Ravens here. Uh, I, I still think they'll be a playoff team. Um, you know, they'll be on the bubble, though. They're, I mean, they, they definitely will be on the bubble here late to, to, to make the playoffs. Um, I don't think they're a lock for the playoffs by any means. Um, they are playing in a weaker division. Um, so I do think that they will. You know, they'll get, get some a few wins from there. What what it, What is their win total at, Scott? About the same as the Ravens? Ten. Ten? Ten, yeah. Yeah, they're not getting to ten. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be close. It's going to be close to them getting to ten. Um, and I'll tell I, you why they. I'll tell you why they're not getting to ten, and I'm sure Agent Rob's seen it too. So, yeah, I just uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing a Super Bowl slump here. I think you know I think Burrow is the real deal. Um, I just think that as a t as a complete team, as a two way team, they they're, they're just missing a few pieces. Um, that's that's going to affect them down the stretch here, and uh, you know, and uh, interesting though, something to point out. That uh, because I, I know that stat is huge, right? That they gave up the most sacks, uh, that O line for the Bengals. But something interesting that Joe Burrow, you know, I heard him talking about in an interview, was saying he's like, you know, he goes, yeah, he goes that sacks numbers that sack numbers high, but he goes, you know what? It's third and eight, and I'm holding on to the ball long, and I'm taking yeah. that sack because, you know, it's like I'm not. It's third down. We're punting anyways, you know. And versus me forcing a ball down the field or throwing something away. When it's third and eight and I got a guy on me, me taking a sack is the same as me throwing it away and we're punting anyway. So, you know, those third down sacks and that that sack number did get a little inflated because of those third down sacks and him holding on to the ball and just taking some, you know, as just throw as a throwaway type play. Um, right. But but he, he's being a good company, man, because he was having to do three step drops because Bengals are like the Chargers. They're developing guys, whether uh versus buying a developed guy. So similar to the Chargers who almost made the playoffs, they were putting offensive linemen out there that were not ready to play. And they were getting destroyed and Burrow had to do three step drops. The offense had to change to get the ball out of his hands quickly. That's the problem, manpower. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you saw it in the Super Bowl. I mean, if he has one more second to throw the ball, Jamar Chase is wide open, burn Jalen Ramsey, but he's got a dude in his face sacking him. He can't throw the ball down the field. So, I mean, that was a blare. I mean, the O-line was blaring um, in the Super Bowl. And I, I definitely think, you you know, people are, are going to see that. They're going to be getting blitzes. They're going to be getting pressure. Um, 
that's going to be the most attacked part of this team this year. Well, um, well it's a mental start of the game, right? Because say, uh, well, Tom Brady or now the guy at uh, New England, the Isaiah Wynn gets hurt. Belichick's going to buy a legitimate veteran offensive lineman versus the guy they're trying to develop who's getting pushed around and body slammed there 24-7, right? It's just the mental part of it as well as you prepare for games. Yeah, I think it's going to wear them down. They're going to wear down the, uh, mentally. Yeah, they, Cincinnati's got all the talent in the world on offense. Got a solid defense. I get that, okay? I get all that. They're playing a first-place schedule this year, okay? That is more difficult, first of all. Joe Burrow had appendicitis. He's lost a lot of – he's lost some weight. That's going to affect him early in the season as well to get his strength back. I'm sure he's getting a little back, but uh, I don't know how far along he'll be. The last eight games from November 20th on at Pittsburgh, at Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, at Tampa Bay, at New England, Buffalo, and the Ravens. That's a gauntlet in the last half of the year. So if they don't have five or six wins going into that gauntlet, they're not getting the 10. No, they're, they're just think, not. They're going to go. I think they go. Like you're saying, if they don't have a hot start, they're under 10. Yes. That's, that's the whole key to their season is they need to get off to a really good start. And then they, that schedule won't be as daunting as to a better as it, it, it will be normally. But if they do not get off to a hot start and they are 500 or below 500, they're not getting the 10 wins and they're probably not making the playoffs. So, last year we were 90% on this. All right. Week 15 at Tampa Bay, cheapo team. Uh, they don't have uh, the, the number, the, the, the adequate number on the practice squad. No depth in that second half against Tampa Bay. Remember Tampa Bay now, the Glaciers have changed their ways with Manchester United, and they're willing to pay for high-quality backups. That was the use of the, the, the fight they have with Gruden. Patriots, of course. Uh, Bill Belichick is his own GM, right? Bill Belichick is the GM, the head coach, the office coordinator, quarterback coach now. Office and line coach too, and defensive coordinator. So he'll he'll pay for backups to make himself look good. Yeah. The Bills with Pagula. Pagula's trying to get a new stadium. So he'll pay for backups. And the Ravens have always been known to be a legitimate, uh, generous organization. And and don't forget the other don't forget the other point. The Bengals drilled the Ravens two games last year. So Harbaugh's got that in his mind. We got blown out twice by this team. It's not mm-hmm. happening this year. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying that game's going to be extra difficult for the Bengals because of that fact. So the, it, the other problem. Tomlin? Because Tomlin's the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, the other problem, and, and it's the only game out of this, is the second half eight that seems like, oh, well, there's a gimme with the Browns on the 11th. Well, guess what? That's week 14. Deshaun will have been back for three weeks. Yep. Yep. That 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 takes that whole cakewalk on that game completely out the picture. 
and the previous game won't have any application because it'll be Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. So right. this game will be completely new for them. It's a, it's could a have horrible a, a schedule on this back eight. They could finish eight and nine and have a losing record very easily. Possible. Possible. This yeah. is going to be a disaster second half for them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In an, well, you know, I don't watch ESPN or stuff, but an item that I haven't seen people talk a lot about that's going to be very important this year is we talked about it with Chad's brother, starting quarterback at Oregon State. You have plays, you have series of plays, and you have packages, right? The Jacoby Brissett package is going to be totally different than the Deshaun Watson package. It, it literally might be a totally different offer. Yeah. The more the more I look at it, the more I, I'm picking the Ravens to win that division. The the more I look at things. The Ravens are gonna win that division. I think yeah. except Tomlin and Flores are gonna get a lot of calls. There's a lot of pride about them. Neither guys are sleeping, they're overanalyzing other teams. And as we get into Pittsburgh, I know Chad, you have to leave, so this will be your last question. You worked out. The measure of the man. When I started working, it's like, what is the measure of a man? How do you measure a man? So what's your measure of the man of Mason Rudolph? You work out with a guy. I like him. I thought he was good at Oklahoma State. He's waited his turn. Uh, he's been able to come back from making all those racist remarks. You mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love the work ethic. Um, I've never thrown with him. I've just done speed training and, like, some performance stuff with him. So I've never ran routes and actually caught the rock from him. Um, but just in the workout environment, um, I mean, he's kind of a – lead by example, head down, work hard, um, you know, hard hat kind of guy mentality. Um, one thing, I mean, I, I just, he's not very vocal. I don't know, you know, I, obviously when you're training with kind of stranger guys and I don't, you know, we're, we don't know, you know, he, he was new out there. Um, that's the only thing is like, I feel like quarterback in the NFL, you gotta be a vocal leader. You can't, you know, there's times where you can't just like lead by, you gotta like get in that huddle and you gotta like, you know, guys, all right, here we go. Hey, Right. I, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I, you know. This is what I like. Da, 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 John, cut this. This ball's c- coming out. Get your head around. It's gonna be on your ass. Like, let's go. You know, on this ten yard out. Like, you know that 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 stuff. Um, you know, I think that's like that in, in tangibles that really can. Like, that's you know, how he was. He got online. He's like, "Yo, Chad. Hi, my name is Mason." Yeah. Um. You know. So it's just <laughs> you know, that 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 type of that type of. Uh, you know, that, I think that's a big, you know, separator for quarterbacks, you know, being able to just like take control of that shit, man. Like you are touching the ball, you know, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, when I go with Luis Perez, you know, just got released from the Rams and, you know, we watched the, the film of our workouts and you hear what Luis is saying. And it's just like, you know, he's coaching up there, you know, it, it sounds like a Brady or like a man, you know, he's the guy's going deep. He's like, Oh, come on, run, man. Oh, he let off the gas. What's he doing? You know, he overthrows them. And, you know, just, just, um, you know, that, that, that type of just being, you know, you know, you got to be vocal to your receivers. You got to let me know what you're thinking. I got to let you know what I'm thinking. We got to communicate, you know, there's gotta be that higher level of, you know, that Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers. you know, like the, the best co- connections have the best relationships, you know, on and off the field. And that, um, just, just connecting that personable connection it has nothing to do with your talent or skills, just connecting with people in general, just being able to, to, to be that guy, um, you know, I think you just see a lot of talented quarterbacks that just don't connect with their receivers or connect with their team. Um, where you see a guy with lesser ability 
lesser talent, but he can read the defense. He can get the ball out quick, and he's got you know, you know, he's got that camaraderie. You know, you know, all the best quarterbacks have flown their guys out and worked with them all summer. You know, Manning did makes it does that every year. Brady does it every year. So, uh, but that, 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 it's, that, it's interesting to me, like you know, Orson Welles, right, Rosebud, defaulting back to your childhood, Tomlin, Belichick, Andy Reid. They're all going back to limit what the quarterback does. We're going to run the ball, play his own defense, and wait for other people to make mistakes. And it's almost like Mason Rudolph, the clone of Drew Locke, was with the team with Denver last year. Josh, it's not going to be Rudolph. You don't think he's going to start? No. It, it almost can't be. It almost has to be Trubisky. It's uh, – all right, you it guys, almost, I'm, I'm texting right now with a – with uh, my longtime buddy and former roommate who is a diehard Steeler fan to get his take. And he, 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 he said they still haven't announced who the starters are going to be and they won't announce it until after the lions game. And that's what Tomlin just said. Um, well, yeah. In the way have it, it's, opinion, and it's between Trubisky and Pickett. Pickett's like Pickett having monster numbers, but I don't think yeah. they're going to start them right out of the shoot. I think you're right, Scott. I think it has to be Trubisky, at least in the first couple games. But but I will say the talk of Mason Rudolph starting at quarterback that's out there, because there is some talk of that, leads me to believe there is no confidence in Trubisky going the whole season as a starting quarterback. Well, you so I think the dynamic, right? Rudolph is going gonna, is gonna to get that starting job sooner rather than later so, so that's, so that's from a management opinion. standpoint like Raheem morris the smartest man in the nfl he's not a head of coach because he doesn't know how to develop relationships he has impulse control issue anger issues so does matt canada the offensive coordinator for your uh pittsburgh steelers tomlin's fine with it tomlin's fine with people arguing and almost starting fights uh, Mr. Bisky is as dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> so, you know, in practice, Matt's throwing stuff at him. Matt, and Matt wants to run a sophisticated offense, right? Uh, he wants his quarterback to make reads, and that's not Mr. Bisky. Mr. Bisky is old school uh, Terry Bradshaw at Louisiana Tech just throwing the ball. Yeah, uh, one read and tuck it and go. Yeah, exactly. So that's the problem with Mitch Trubisky. Pickett, I've never been impressed with Pickett. He might be a good guy, but I don't think he has the physical skills. I don't think he has the the physicality to play in the NFL yet. Might wear a flat jacket or this and that, but eventually he's going to get hurt. And I don't like I don't like his release, the timing of, of his release, as far as Pickett's concerned from. All right, guys, I got to hop off. All right, Chad. All right, thanks, Chad. Chad. We'll see you Friday night. College football. So, so a guy that I was, you know, that's that lives in New York and is a Giants fan, said that he heard and he's a, he knows of Steelers fan as as well as not the same one. Said he's heard rumors that Mason Rudolph is a trade candidate for the Rams or the Giants. Well, that's, so to me, that tells me it's not Rudolph either. That tells me it's Trubisky. Yeah, that's the other thing, Scott, that earlier this week, 
there was a rumor in Detroit about, or last week, I'm sorry, that Rudolph was offered to Detroit yeah. as a yep. backup. Yep. And, and then everybody, of course, was like, why are we going to, if we have to have a backup, our season's over anyway. So why are so, we, why right, would we blow process, our cash on it? Yeah. By process of that elimination, it's Trubisky starting the season. And then it's Pickett. If Trubisky, if Tomlin decides to pull him, Tomlin Pickett, doesn't pull quarterbacks that often. So Pickett is 19 of 22 yeah. this preseason. He can't show anything else. <laughs> That's he can't crazy. show anything else. Yeah, but has he taken chances? Has those been dump offs? Which is what Tomlin wants. 7.8. I don't know what the I'm not I'm not on uh football reference to see what the YAC is, but that's pretty impressive. I have to I, I have to admit. My wonder is if Pickett starts the final preseason game and plays the entire first half and then they put Rudolph in. Because if Pickett remember Russell Wilson a few years ago, training camp, he had a huge training camp and he won that standing job in Seattle. I'm wondering if Pickett has a huge first half in the last preseason game, if he wins the job and starts the season because of what he's done. So that's what I wonder. Family-owned team, and he got a big bonus. So he has to see the field at some point. Well, the Lions yes. are the Lions are going to play the starters in the beginning, except for Goff. Goff is definitely not playing this week. Okay. Um, but they are going to play starters. They said so. Sw- maybe Swift is into. Swift should be playing. I the oh, only one they said for sure right now is not playing is Goff. Goff. And he okay. said, I'm going to play the starters. That's what he said this morning. But we don't know exactly who that, if that's everybody or not. So so whoever starts Friday or Thursday against Detroit for Pittsburgh, that'll give you a good telltale sign if yeah. he has success. He because could be Tom the starter week right, one. Because he knows he's going against the number one defense. He'll be going yeah. against Hutchinson. And- yep. All right. Those so there'll guys. be a team. There'll be a team to really watch this week in preseason Pittsburgh. Now, regardless, my Steeler fan said somewhere between seven to 10 wins on the season. Yeah. He I said nine. I think that's a little optimistic. Um, pick, but he said great defense and uh, Pickens is going to have a big year at wide receiver. Well, I mean, I didn't know what I was watching. But it must have been like 30, 37 years ago. Go to the Bucks preseason and uh, practice. And Tony Dungy's the head coach. Bonnie Kiffin is the defensive coordinator. Um, Herman Edwards is the secondary coach. Linebacker coach, Lovey Smith. Uh, defensive line coach, Rod Manor Narrowly. Sorry to men- mention that name. Hey, Jim Rod Manorly. And the defensive assistant was uh, Tomlin. Uh, never put past Tomlin trying to recreate that Tampa Bay team where they won a lot of games purely on defense and creating turnovers and getting after the quarterback with quick defensive linemen. That's how I can see them getting a high win total, but they always cover for us as favorites and cover for us as dogs and make us a lot of money on unders because that's what he believes. He's a military man. 
from um, the, the Citadel College ROTC through and through, and that's what he believes in and can't argue with him. He's won a Super Bowl making $5 million a year. And they will hit a lot of unders this year, too. They will hit right. a lot of unders, I think. Yeah. So. so now we go to the Cleveland Clowns. God bless them. I've been 70% on their games because I have a client who has a doctor from MIT and works in the analytics departments for the San Luis Cardinals, has a World Series ring, and she will not take NFL clients. She's been asked, and she will not take NFL clients because from a purely, how can I argue with her? She's a doctorate in math from MIT. Uh, she says from a purely math standpoint, analytics do not work in football. And in that, when we talk about corporate governance, fundamental analysis, in that chronographs is the epitome of failing forward, uh, de Podesta. <laughs> Bill Bean, you know, made him famous in Oakland, goes to the Dodgers, disaster. He goes to another major league team, disaster. And then his first year, as the general manager for Cleveland, he goes 0-16, right? And that's part of a lawsuit now with Hugh Jackson are saying they were trying to lose on purpose. Uh, there's just too many variables in football. You know, uh, O'Brien at the 26-yard line up at 26 points, and the kicker takes off on a fake. <laughs> Kills the momentum of the game, right? There's just a lot of variables. But Cleveland is sticking to their guns and being an analytics team. The other one is uh, Carolina. And they were 33% against the spread last year, meaning that was 66% against the spread. Uh, uh, because the analytics, you can't just use analytics. Like when Matt Patricia says, we're an analytics team, and analytics made the decision for you. No. Analytics is a tool for you to make a decision. Real intelligence is situational intelligence. So literally in the Lions game, the left, the left guard had a broken fibula. And Patricia was like, let him in there because analytics says we got to go for it in the fourth one. The man has a broken fibula. He got blown up, tackled for loss. So Cleveland's in that boat. Stefanoski, he was, he was abused. Uh, Zimmer used to, you know, former Marine used to throw coffee cups at his head when he got coffee orders wrong. When he was a coffee guy in Minnesota, he internalized it and he worked his way up to being offensive coordinator. Suddenly, he's the head coach of the Cleveland Clowns. Uh, he blew a big lead in the playoffs against. Andy Reid about people who usually blows big leads himself. Uh, I see this as a total disaster. General managers making decisions like a robot or like, you know, it, baseball, it, the analytics does work in baseball, right? Uh, David Roberts has it in his contract that he can uh, make decisions in the playoffs with the lineup. Otherwise, the lineups are set up by a computer. 
Uh, Haslam, again, another on the lines of Johnson in New York, Ross in Miami, Schneider in Washington. Haslam is a criminal who would be in jail if he was a Jarab, Josh, or Scott Cove, right? And then he tried this, uh, Adrian Rob's a lawyer, but it seems to me at least unethical, the relationship he had with Deshaun Watson's attorney. Uh, and then they made that deal where they gave him all that upfront money and they made that trade because they felt they had non-public information, me and securities. I cannot use non-public information the course of my work. So they had non-public information about the process and they placed the bet that he was going to play this year. And it seems like it's going to work out for Cleveland. They do have good talent on defense. Garrett could rush from the end, but I think there's just too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Too many uh, uh, chiefs, not enough Indians. And Haslam is on the board of the University of Tennessee football. He meddles with the football program. He thinks he's a football guy. Uh, they're always a wild card. Maybe they'll make the playoffs or whatever, but you know. They got no chance, zero chance. Right. I, I just looked at the schedule. They're going to go like two and nine right. before he even shows up. You know, I, I mean, look at this. Look at weeks. Okay, so after your first four weeks, say you split those two and two, you you you've got the next four weeks before you get to a buy. You got a late buy in week nine. That's horrible. That's not helping right. the situation. And then you got you got you got the Chargers, the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Bengals. You're going to lose all four of those games going into this buy. You're going to be two and six coming out of the buy. You still don't have your quarterback yet, and you got to go down to Miami, and you got to go to Buffalo. So now you're two and eight. You get Deshaun back, but you got to play Tampa. I mean, you're going to be two and nine just like that, and then your season's done. Even though he's there, maybe they'll split the rest of the games if they're lucky. I don't even we don't even know about injuries as well, but that's part of the game as well. And if you're if you're banking on trying to make a last minute run, but you already got it, you're already looking at a losing season. You already have nine losses. I, I just don't see them doing anything. Right. And he worked with Zimmer, and Zimmer made the decisions for him, almost like the, the guy <laughs> with the Jets and then he, he's never really had to uh, at least McDaniels back talk Belichick sometimes. Hey, we need to get into a shootout. You know, we're down by 26 points against Atlanta, right? Or whatever. Stefanowski was just do as you're told type guy. Suddenly he's a head coach. And suddenly you have the front office trying to hand you lineups. Uh, and what do you players, think, Scott? You get to the draft, they're all numbers, guys. Yeah. So I see Cleveland being another disaster. But yeah. good for us. Yeah. On the uh, average, we will win games betting against them against the spread. Their over-under is eight and a half. They're not getting to eight, first of all. Second of all, lest we forget, Sean Watson has not played football in over a year and then 11 games into this year. 
he's a year and a half or a year and three quarters gone from football, from NFL game action. He's not going to come back on the field and pick it up right away. It's going to take him the rest of the season to work out the rust, work out the kinks, work out whatever. They may not win more than three games this year. Jacoby Brissett, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> no way. No way. They have no receivers either. That's the other thing. Amari Cooper, he can't get separation on the outside. And then they got they might start a rookie opposite him. No go. <laughs> They'll be lucky to win four games next year. They're going to the they're get the number one pick in the NFL. Is, uh, Bill Callahan, the offensive line coach. He can coach any offensive line at, uh, under the sun to be decent. But there's just too many bad vibes, right? It's Roe versus Wade, big issue in the election. <laughs> You're bringing him up right, right in November, right before the election. And the other thing, too, is the offensive linemen have wives and girlfriends. And I've heard it and I've seen it. You just let a guy go to get a free shot at the guy. So this, unfortunately, unfortunately, Haslam's going to pull the trigger and fire Stepanski after this year, I think, if they go 4-13. and 13. He's going to be the fall guy in this, and he's going to get fired. So. He never should have been a head coach to begin with. He didn't, he no, didn't have any experience. I agree. I agree. He doesn't know how to make decisions as an executive. You know? I agree. All right. So, so the last division we'll look at is probably the worst division in football. The South. Uh, you got – and I'll just run through the four teams real quick. You got Houston Texans, Daddy McNair, the matriarch, the guy who made all the decisions, died. Now the now the whole organization is a complete disaster. His son doesn't know what to do. He's taking Bill Belichick to court over the chaplain because the chaplain wanted to uh, go to Houston two months before. I'm like, just let him stay in New England two months. Why file a lawsuit? Why create drama? Uh, they fired their coach after one year when they were obviously rebuilding. Uh, coach, Rob, you know, Adrian Robinson, the lawyer, but did they settle too soon with Deshaun, the Deshaun Watson thing? <laughs> they just caved. Uh, complete disaster. The drafts are horrible. The son doesn't know how to hire. The son didn't, he got an inheritance. He doesn't know how to read people. You know, when you grow up poor middle class, you learn how to read people, to know the right place to rent, to work at the right place, to make the right deal with the right person. He's never had to do that. He doesn't know how to read people. And he's made horrible hiring choices within the organization. Uh, their head coach is Lully Smith, who, I mean, he did a great job going to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. But he had a losing record at the University of Illinois in the Big Ten. Never had a winning record. He doesn't run even the defense. He runs in coverage the Tampa 2. Uh, he doesn't win the parent of the, of the year award. Uh, his son got shot in a drug shootout, and his other son is in jail for 30 years for being a pimp for sexual trafficking. So I don't know what uh, Coach Lully Smith is the uh, 
Uh, this team's awful. Let me just sum it up. This team has no talent. I'm looking at their I'm looking at their depth chart right now on our lads. It just, just Davis Mills is your quarterback. They right. got a, a fourth round pick is their starting running back. Uh, rookie. You got okay. You got Brandon Cooks as your wideout. Nico Collins, a third round pick from last year. And they got Chris Moore is the slot receiver. Okay, you got another rookie starting at left guard. Hey, this is just this is a horrible offense. I, I don't understand. This team is just horrible all across the board. They're gonna start three rookies on defense. I just what am I, what am I missing here? This is a yeah, disaster. Joke, joke franchise. Yeah, this is this is definitely Jacksonville's gonna gonna beat them out for last place. I, I mean Houston's gonna finish last place, Jacksonville third. Houston might win three games this year. Might. I'm not even gonna look at, the, remember, uh, at their schedule. Remember we're doing the draft. Uh, I think Adrian might have left just before. Jacksonville drafted a guy that Scott and I were skeptical the guy even existed. Remember, there's no picture from him. He didn't go to the gym in college. He went to some island off Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jacksonville's a disaster. But but the difference between Jacksonville and the Texans, Doug Peterson is a coach that can develop players. Lovey Smith was hot. Great defensive mind, yes. Lovey Smith was hired because he was there and he was cheap. He was and black. that's the thing. Yeah. So that's the thing with the Texans is they hired a coach that will not have anything to do with the offensive side of the ball, will not develop Davis Mills, the running back, or Nico Collins, and they're starting rookies all over the place. Uh, you're not going to win the NFL like that. You're well, he was not. coach at Tampa Bay and at the University of Illinois. Yep. He had very, very poor and amateurish management skills. Again, yep. like, I mean, he's in great shape. I wouldn't fight him, but he's ready to fight people, throw some blows, and <laughs> handle things with violence. Lovey Smith. Yep. Uh, Jacksonville go next. Peterson, uh, again, a good guy, good Mormon guy, good family guy, but he's never proven he can do anything. He was he was told what to do by Andy Reid. He ran the offense. Same with Bellamy, and then Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator. Obviously, the mastermind when Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. After Frank Reich left, uh, Peterson didn't win anything. Had no clue what to do. Started getting frustrated, getting fights with Harry Roseman all the time. Again, this is a complete, it's almost, it's, I think he's not really a fraud, but maybe overconfident. He, he doesn't have the skill set as Urban Meyer, basically. And he hasn't proven that he can make decisions. But the, okay, Frank so the decisions for him, and so did Andy Reid. Well, okay, so. For starters, Peterson is not Urban Meyer, and that's a big positive. Right. Because <laughs> they really hated him. Yeah. 
Um, I saw some interviews on this recently. Now, the, the thing that's interesting about Jacksonville is that they went out and dropped the most money ever on free agents <laughs> in one right. season. Yeah. I'm really curious to see how that experiment works. And they did it on both sides of the ball. And now they have Trevor Lawrence and they have Etienne back. And it was, it's going to be interesting, even though he might not even be the starter, but it's going to be interesting to see, to see how that dimension finally plays out. And then bringing in all of these free agents, you know, and they're looking, they're looking at having uh, three of their rookies start two on defense and one on offense as well, plus all these free agents. So this is a completely different animal. I would have to think it's going to take time for this team to gel. Yeah. So maybe this is going to be like a second half team. And I haven't looked at their schedule to see how that's going to play out, but that's just from a betting aspect. That's what I'm thinking. It's going to take team, but I could see this team turning things around and gelling later on in the season. Well, last year they had a lights out defense, right? They, they beat Indianapolis and Buffalo purely with defense. So I'm wondering maybe the guys that switched out were guys that got better contracts. Trevor Lawrence never impressed me at Clemson. Very inaccurate. He only had wide open receivers. And he was horrible in the playoff games when he played against legit teams. Another guy who isn't the smartest tool in the, in, in the, in the, in the toolbox. Uh, trouble reading defenses in college. Even more trouble in the NFL. He panicked. He threw a lot of bad interceptions. Peterson's a quarterback guru. Will help him out uh, for whatever reason. Urban Meyer didn't run him. Uh, I think Peterson will run him. You know, like he ran McNam, Alex Smith, and Mahomes. Uh, the receiver core was the worst receiver core in the history of football last year with Jacksonville. So they, they have the London trip. Uh, I think the per capita income in Jacksonville is $14,000. So again, death, they spent a lot of money, I guess, on the front end. Very interesting. Uh, the owner has a lot of money. Uh, Looking at their schedule, they do get the AFC West, which is really a bummer for them. I see six wins. I don't know. If, I, I don't know. Josh, if the, the, the what do you think, Scott? You could raise that talent level to get that now. Uh, You'll have a second team for this London stat that you gave earlier because Jacksonville does not have a buy after they go to London. They play the next week. So. Oh, yeah, that's not good. They got two losses after the London trip. You got to go play. You got the Raiders and you got the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, Baltimore goes to Jacksonville on November 27th. And that's a shocker, right? It's cooler in uh, Baltimore. They think you're yep. going to get a break. Suddenly, they're in 90 degree heat, humidity in the middle of summer in the second half. I know Harbaugh. Pays for talent, it seems in cheap, but that's that's going to be a good shot for Jacksonville coming up a bye. I I will tell you another game you might want to look at. Spread at least. 
the Dallas game, December 18th. Right. Warm weather team. Dallas is a warm weather team, but they're an indoor team. They're going they're out they're to Jackson. Right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Jerry Jones will pay for electricity versus Johnson and Wolf. Yeah. Right? And, oh, Jerry Ooh. Jones, right? He, he bit big on refineries and oil to Germany. And now he's worth $23 billion. Like, so I guess he's extra happy these, these days. Jerry and, Jones. and I know the. I know the Raiders are coming across the country after the London bye to play the Jaguars, but I almost would bet the Raiders in that game with no bye off of London for Jacksonville. I would almost take it, depending on what the spread is. Yeah, because they're a little luxury in air condition. Jacksonville doesn't get air conditioning. They have to be in the heat. Yeah. They're taking meetings and stuff. Yeah. So, so those, those are going to be interesting games. And then early in the season – if Indianapolis hadn't walked into the zone last year, that's almost a gimme for Jacksonville second game of the season in cover. But Frank Wright, again, Mormon guy, Norris's kids, all he does is study football. He will be very, very well prepared for that Jacksonville game because that lost them a chance for going to the playoffs last year. So and, Coach and Wright, uh, the mastermind of the Philadelphia Eagles offense for the Super Bowl, We'll be ready for that game. And do not forget, Frank Reich had zero confidence in Carson Wentz last year. Zero. He has a quarterback he has really high confidence in. He has a team that's, I think, better in some ways than they were last year. So I, I firmly believe the Colts are not going to lose to Jacksonville there this year in game two. I think it's whatever they play, but – I think the Colts, this is their division to lose this year. I think their head and shoulders above everybody else in the division. Tennessee's good. I think Indianapolis is is better than, than Tennessee. So I, I like the Colts a lot. This lies the problem, even though both Tennessee and uh, the Colts are two cheap family-owned teams. Yeah. Again, Ursay, he got caught with 30,000 fentanyl pills, a pound of cocaine, and a hooker, and got no jail time. <laughs> I don't think he even got a ticket. No, he did not. He did not. But because of his lifestyle, before he manages the team, he makes no other money other than the team, and he takes loans out on the team. Yeah. And they're trying to get rid of that tax loophole. But he takes a loan out on the team. That's what he lives on. What does that mean for us as sports betters? That's why they play that zone. And that's why I was 8-0 in second half lines with Colt games. Same for Cincinnati. Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl. But they didn't cover any second half lines. Because they do not have quality depth. Can Brable talk to general manager to give him quality depth? Right? And I guess that's the last guy we talked about. Braver won three Super Bowls as a linebacker for Bill Belichick, running that 4 2 5. Uh, his running back is a Nick Satan running back, Derrick Henry. Again, this is like the, the Harbaugh, Belichick, Reed, all of them, Rosebud. They're all going back to playing in a phone book, running the football. Um, not letting your sorry quarterback 
throw three interceptions that make the station lose the game. Manage the game. Don't lose the game. Uh, that's what Bravo believes in. Literally, supposedly, because they are so cheap, that if Ryan Day goes to the NFL, he wants to go to Ohio State and make uh, $10 million a year as a head coach at Ohio State. Bravo. So he's kind of structuring his career as, you know, a college run first guy, uh, play that four two five, play that zone, keep it everything in front of you, let others make mistakes, and let's sneak it to the playoffs with marginal talent. What do you guys think? I I just looked at the Titans schedule down the stretch here. It's another brutal stretch schedule. This there's Jacksonville in there, and there's this the uh, the Texans in there. But you got the Eagles in there. You got the Cowboys. You got the Chargers. You got Ooh, Philadelphia, Green Cincinnati, Bay. Green Bay. Denver, I'll talk about Kansas this next City. week. But what what makes the Eagles a juggernaut? I, I that's a teaser for next week. <laughs> I think the Eagles are ready to take the next step, to be honest with you. I think Jalen Hurts has progressed as a quarterback enough that I think they're ready to take that next step. And I think the A.J. Brown trade did did wonders for him as a quarterback or is going to do wonders for him as a quarterback. I don't think they're a juggernaut, but I think they're better than Tennessee. I, I think they have on both sides of the ball. So Tannehill as a quarterback is is not good, not good at all. We'll, we'll talk about Jalen. I got a lot to say about Jalen Hurts next week, but yeah. um, let's go back to the Colts for a second because I did just see them a lot in those in the Wednesday and Thursday uh, situation practices against the Lions. Yeah. And what was really interesting was the first day they killed us. They played lights out. But then the second day we killed them. And um, Hard Knocks didn't even really talk about it quite. They talked about it, touched on it a little bit. But the defense, it was worse than, than what Hard Knocks even showed. The, the Lions shut them down completely on Thursday on the 12-drive uh, red zone drills at the end of practice, which is the, the most important thing yeah. in these games. They literally shut them down. They kept them out the entire time on Thursday. So I, Matt Ryan looked great, looked like a world beater on Wednesday, but then on Thursday, not so didn't. much. And that's and then I'm talking about first teams because that's all that really matters. I'm so yeah. tired of preseason, fucking second and third strings. Who cares? Yeah. So stupid. But the first teams, right? And the first team completely shut them down. So my my prop my my concern with Indy is, are they going to be this kind of Jekyll and Hyde team? And the same thing is going to go to the Lions when we talk about them next week. And it's it's the inconsistency between those two days. And I think you're right though about Josh, what you're saying about how Reich is going to be prepared for that Jacksonville game, especially. I think Reich's a great coach, and I think I don't think they'll be that inconsistent. I think they'll have a couple clunkers along the way, but I think this is their division. Mm -hmm. 
completely agree. We'll touch about it next week, but what what on hard knock, what I liked about the the Detroit Lions was the former players as assistant coaches uh-huh. and be able to communicate to management why you need quality depth and the disparity that can happen because one of the biggest disparities are the Colts. They lost, I was 8-0 second half of the season on their games. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the one Thursday night where um, Mike White got hurt and Josh Johnson came in and lit him up. It was because they were exhausted. They don't have backups because the owner's a degenerate drug addict who spent all his money on one woman's song, right? What Tim McGraw said, I spent 90% of my money on wine, women, and so on, blew the last 10%. But, you know. Uh, and we were one of the few that went with Jacksonville over the Colts in that last yeah. game of the year. Right. One of the few. Right. So. Because Jacksonville, uh, Urban Meyer did build a good defense. The problem is that uh, Trevor Lawrence is a high school quarterback, 50%. Yeah. Passing percentage in, in uh, college. Airmailed it, and that's what Bravo lives on. Airmailed it to me a couple of times. Yeah. Boom, I, I got a win. But Vrabel will be right in that six, seven seed for the playoffs, I think. I don't think he'll be any higher. I think if, if he's going to get in, it's going to be as a six or seven seed. And then win totals nine and a half, they're going to be right around that, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the. The family, they want to sell the team. They're not selling enough season tickets. Uh, he's doing a great job just hanging in, keeping yeah. things together, like the Cincinnati coach with the disaster in Tennessee. All right, final words, guys. Love the podcast. We're giving people information that do not get anywhere else. And it's a direct link to monetizing and profiting during the season. So my my final word is, I think as a better, you want to look at the over totals in the AFC West games, number one. And number two, you want to look at the under win total in Houston, the under under win total in Cleveland, and the over win total in Baltimore. Those are my those are my better thoughts. So let's leave it at that. I, I love the, I love I love the under Cleveland. Yeah, under Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no chance they're getting to eight and a half wins. There's no chance. Under that's, Cleveland. That's, that's the get right special there. Not with that's look getting. hard at betting against them against the spread three years in a row, right? And, 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 and I'm with you, one. Scott, on the under Houston. Oh, those are just two teams that are just going to. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about it next week. David Tepper, uh, technical analysis guy. He uh, had a hedge fund with $25 billion. And, and the Patriots are at nine wins. I would go under them as well. I don't think they're getting to nine. That's another team I would go, go under. Well, they got two wins from the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> After that, it's all up. It's all throw it in the hat and see what comes up. So. Yeah. The Patriots, a team without an offensive coordinator. That's that's the reason why I'm going on them because they, they have, have no one. offensive. They coordinator. have one. 
they have one. Yeah, the, the guy who Detroit. the guy who infamously in his very first game for Detroit yelled, "I give up." in that jet game i give up well and the other offensive coordinator is the guy that wanted to fight every new york giants personnel player and staffer in the in the locker room so usually when a coach fight with an assistant coach he doesn't fire him right the the fight settled it or whatever yeah but he fired the guy the next time and uh this doesn't sound like professional conflict uh, resolution. Uh, you know, watching that preseason game uh, with the Patriots and Zolak going crazy when the starting quarterback uh, goes to Bill Belichick when, when he goes off the sidelines <laughs> instead of any other the quote unquote offensive coaches. <laughs> and and the defensive staff is Belichick, Belichick, and Belichick. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, come on, really? Come on now. Come on now. They lost it. They lost it. I got to bounce. All right. right. Peace out, and I'll see you guys. Talk to you guys next week. Yeah, Yeah, take care. Winston Churchill, we make a living from our labor where we give you make a life from what you give. We give you all the picks for free. You don't have to pay Action Sports 300 bucks. You get better information from us for free. There you go. A lot more fun and make more money. Thank you, Agent Rob. We'll see you next week. Follow the money. All right, you guys. Take care. Good night, guys. Good night.